Three, two, one, and welcome to the Peak PT Studio podcast with myself, Rich Higgins, David Lewis Charlton, and Josh Jurieff. How are we doing? Hello, hello. Hi. There he is, he's playing Good weekend? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect, he has good habits. Yeah. <laughs> We're just looking at a guy that um, walks slash jogs around our studio in his Sunday best. Full suit, tie, overcoat. It's a Monday morning, by the way. He must be 80 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Good habits. Lad. Good, Good habits. Lad. <laughs> Drives around with an old jack. Yeah. He's walking off his hangover from the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this week's podcast is on habits, and so oh, some guy's chasing him now. Um, so yeah, fits in nicely. Uh, this guy has a routine of walking, jogging around the building that we work in. Does it pretty consistently. Um, so we'll get on to habits in a little bit. How's everyone's weekend? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Good. I smell like roast dinner. You smell like nice. roast dinner. Not now. I had a shower. I did. Mm-mm-mm. Did you eat in your Sunday best peak clothing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Store some in my hoodie for later. It's a little kangaroo pouch at the front. <laughs> See ya. A couple of roasties. Mm-mm. What roast did you have? Chicken. Chicken. Yeah, solid. That's Kelly's favourite. It's simple roast chicken. My, it's my, my Very garlicky. Thing. Delicious. Yeah. Was it? Thyme and garlic. Yeah. Lamb. Sort of mm. lamb favourite. I saw Pete Tong in the weekend. In it, bruv. Where was he? Costa, Starbucks? As in, like, bumped into him? As in, oh, too. All right. Having it large. By Ped. Yeah, he was busy. Very busy. Might have been too busy. Was it? Mm. Yeah. Sold out the O2. Bloody other people seeing him as well. I know. I <laughs> thought it was just a private meet and greet. <laughs> Long time fan. Yeah. <laughs> Long time listener. No, it's really good. He yeah. feels like a bit of a mythological creature. I feel like he's just... Hey, he's going forever. Well, I just feel like he's referenced all the time. I've got no idea what he looks like, who he really is. But it's just like, oh, it's all gone Pete Tong and all that kind of stuff. Like, I've yeah. always heard his name, but never really know who he is. I think that was a slang before, company mm. slang before he was born. Their was parents that? really liked That's it. That's what I found, Let's yeah. Let's name him. Yeah. yeah, that's what. Yeah, because I, I googled this. Yeah, I googled it last year on the way back. We saw him last year, um, getting the train home, and um, I googled that exact thing. And yeah, his parents named him Peter Tong. Nice. So yeah, what's he do? Is he a DJ? He's a DJ. Famous DJ. Go. There we go. DJ. Yeah. Disc jockey. Just, just same as James <coughs> Blunt, isn't it? His parents knew what they were doing. So He's funny. Yeah. He's the best on Twitter. <laughs> 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 good sarcasm excellent no he is actually the best on Twitter yeah, here he's if you ever followed him he's actually hilarious on Twitter yeah he's so funny um, I'll add one follower to his yeah he's got <laughs> I got one follower over the weekend saw the Karen gained one follower what's he doing adding my yeah, wife yeah. she was like no I actually uh, added him I was like what are you doing adding my friend <laughs> don't know if you can hide ads can you <laughs> still on the secret I did, I did the ends so after that walk where we both said we hated people <laughs> excellent um, this week we're going to get into habits habit building and we've got a myth buster to go along with it Josh Jurieff Myth-busting corner, what are we talking about? 
Well, first, Rich, we do need the jingle, so cue jingle, David. Gets better every week. One of our clients said he was going to get us a jingle, but he likes that too much, so. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break it. It's not. It's not broken. Yeah, that's my countdown remix. It. Don't change it. <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This week is all around habit building. It's the the classic. It takes ten thousand hours to learn a habit, which um, is a bit of a well myth, a bit of BS, isn't it? Mm. It's not. Uh, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. Not a thing. I can't no. remember the original book. We were just talking about it before, but yeah, it was ten thousand hours to master something wasn't it of yeah. the idea being of elite performers had put in 10,000 hours over a lifespan um, and just the time itself rather than purposeful work over time um, it's like showing up and doing something mm. you know an example in the gym would be oh, I turned up to the gym five times this week or whatever it might be and went in the hot tub or like very very gently did this or walked through a session whatever it might be rather than purposeful meaningful direct work mm. um i think a lot of the time and it's just given as a obtuse number of yeah just do ten thousand hours of whatever and you become a master yeah pretty sure a lot of people will clock up ten thousand hours of work and not be a ceo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good point <clears throat> ten thousand hours of as you say, being in the gym and not be a elite hundred meter marathon sprinting fitness yeah. model. Yeah, I mean we've probably done near on ten thousand hours of PT and we're pretty bang average. So whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him, Karen. <laughs> Cover your ears, Tilly. Then, <laughs> but you're right on the work front, isn't it? There's there's a difference between. You know, you hear about the elite performers that have done it day in, day out since they're a kid and there was always meaningful, purposeful end goal work towards yeah. equally like having a plan and structure and everything being meaningful. I think like when I go swimming, I was talking about this the other day, um, going swimming and just like counting lengths versus thinking about what my arm's doing and strokes doing and technique work and all that kind of stuff. Like that requires a lot of mental capacity compared to just bobbing up and down the pool Donkey a few times. Yeah. 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 Be like, I'm a triathlete yeah. now. Keeping my hair dry. My <laughs> Do you have a shower afterwards? No, don't need it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that just random number, I think it can be a bit misleading, a bit misguided a lot of the time that the emphasis is just put on the number showing up, clocking, we see it a lot with like running and training and things like that and it ends up with sometimes people trying to do too much and they're just there every single day of the week but none of it or you know a big percentage of it is not meaningful or purposeful and so there's no actual real progress and they're kind of wasting time away mm. just because they're trying to log time and log hours like same as you do with work isn't it it's, it's the equivalent with work of being sat for two hours staring at a screen, getting up, making a coffee, wandering around, having a flick through Instagram versus half an hour of no distractions, really focused work of whatever you need to do. The half an hour is probably going to be far more beneficial um, and get far more done than the two hours of just sat 
because I was sat at my desk, that's two hours of work. Similar to being in the gym. I was in the gym for two hours, but I actually needed 20 minutes of meaningful work. Yeah. I've read, I've read in, I, I was just trying to think if it was, oh, Timmy Ferriss, uh, his <coughs> book, Timmy. Um, Tim Ferriss's book. I don't think it was, but it was another book where this guy was trying to improve his sales technique and all he had was two jars of M&M's and every time he sold, he took one jar from the full M&M's that he couldn't have over to the other one. And his method was very much like, I'll reward myself with, obviously, chocolate. One M&M. But, That's yeah, cheap labour. One M&M at a time. You're hired. <laughs> but I think Do you want a cup? No. <laughs> but I guess, the, yeah, the principle was, uh, his method was to reward himself on a daily figure or a daily amount. So... I guess it's the same thing, same, same, but different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Many methods to achieve the principle. Yep. Yeah. More than one way to skin a cat. Nice. Leads in nicely to habit building. Smooth. Oh, look at that. How about that? It's almost like we rehearsed it. We definitely See, didn't. Definitely, definitely more than bang average podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've logged like 12 hours. <laughs> We're well on our way. Definitely not meaningful work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah let's get into then a bit of habit building why it's beneficial why it's talked about so much in fitness in life in work in general how it can help us reaching our goals I'll go over to you drop the c word consistency Mm. you're like there it is wait what oh yeah yeah that one Uh, just as in so any achieving anything it's like saying the 10,000 hour rule would require consistency whereas it's not necessarily the 10,000 hours it's can you consistently turn up practice something try to get better at it purposefully consciously and then progressively up the ante of whatever your template is Um, and sort of building habits slash skills whatever you want to call it is basically wiring something into your brain so that it becomes a bit more non-conscious, a bit more low effort. You don't need to think about it as much. It becomes sort of a part of you, I guess. Um, And how one goes about building a new habit, skill, etc. You can read all the books under the sun of sort of how to do it. Um, but I think it is I'm trying to remember the, the the one thing I liked I can't remember which book it was now but it's basically I think it's also in sort of like sports performance and mastering a, a movement or a pattern or anything where it's uh, you sort of got four squares I think the first one is I can't remember the specifics it's basically you don't know what you don't know mm. as box number one and then you move on to consciously knowing that you don't know something so then you are aware of it and then you start trying to learn about something and then you move into sort of consciously not being able to do something no 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 consciously being able to do something Mm -hmm. and then you move into unconsciously being able to do something and it's sort of always the the four-step rule of you don't know you want to build a habit and then you think, oh, actually I want to 
try and build a habit. So you you see something that sort of makes you aware of something you want, just like a goal or anything. And then you start practicing, consciously learning how to do something. And then over time, whatever method you use, sort of success is unconsciously being able to to do it. Like, for example, you in swimming. Yeah. I think that, that first step, like you say all the time, is... <clears throat> purposeful implementation isn't it that it's like trying to get fit or trying to get towards any goal in the first place is having that ballpark idea that dream in the cloud sort of idea of oh I'd like to do that I'd like to build such and such a habit implementation of that is always the first step and generally like when we talk about people trying to get towards a goal and there's things they've got to change and it might mean changing the environment to make it easier for you to fulfill that habit long term it might mean changing a routine or something like that so there is going to be a level of discomfort I think early on when you're picking up any of this stuff it's not Oh, that would be nice to pick up that habit. I think when you see a lot of people with the morning routines and they've got the, like this 45-minute morning routine of this and this and this and this and this, and it's only useful if it's beneficial to you long-term, actually kind of helps. Um, and that makes it easier then to hold on to. I think like an end goal, if there's a reason for building such a such a habit and you can tie it into the rest of what you're doing, <clears throat> is a lot more important than just, oh, that's a cool morning routine to do that Timmy Ferris does so I picked, picked it up that way and I'm gonna purify my water and have a slice of lemon and all that kind of stuff in reality we're getting up in England and it's dark and cold and kids are screaming at you and you're like yeah <laughs> get out, get out last night get my clothes on as quickly as possible yeah that's yeah. my coffee yeah, yeah. <laughs> need a coffee and here's another Monday <laughs> um, but that's always stage one of it isn't it it's actually implementing it and it's not going to look or seem perfect from the outset I think if you look at any habit whether that's going to the gym X amount of times per day drinking water all of this kind of stuff it's not going to be straight off the bat like oh yeah I'll take my water bottle with me every day of the week or whatever it might be there'll be days when you forget and all that kind of stuff and it's it's just building a bit of purposeful implementation to start out with I think for me I, I did a lot of goal setting or trying to learn better habits like better methods of habits I was just looking through audible and I did a lot of it so I've read we've got books like atomic habits it's a classic by James Clear that one was pretty good uh, then start with why Simon Sinek and then ready fire aim all of these books, um, and then I think, yeah, all of these books were really good, but they just preached their method. Um, the best of all was David Goggins. Uh, can't hurt me. Jesus. Give um, us the cliff notes. Cliff notes. Because you know I don't like watching whole films or reading whole the books. The wiki I just Wikipedia Rich. it. Yeah, Rich's <laughs> wiki was, that dude is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, intense yeah he's very intense uh, if anyone follows him on insta or facebook i think he's big on insta um you just got to keep going through the hurt keep going through the pain man um i can but, imagine that will work for a certain personality yeah. type yeah who probably already pushes themselves to the limits in some areas and they're like i can do more yeah 
And I think that's what I gathered or came to the conclusion that everyone has their different methods. And like I said earlier, like there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like everyone's got their different quirks, everyone's got different stresses. And I think for me, that was very aware that, yeah, I mean, I can't go and bang out 10, 10 miles a, a week on running just because my... Your cars. <laughs> yeah, my cars can't <laughs> take it. <laughs> but, but it's also everyone's got different goals. And I think for, for me, it was a reverse engineering of it that helped. So I wanted to do this. How do I get there? Plot it out on a piece of paper and then just reverse engineer it. I think for, for some people, um, that could help. Not to say that that helps everyone, but it helps a lot of people that I coach. And it brings a lot of kind of awareness around where you are and how you can get out of a, I don't know, plateau, a bit of a rut, or just take you to the next level. As everyone loves an acronym, <clears throat> one of my sort of favorites and simplest is one that a friend told me, and it's just IPO. So I think I've mentioned this before on sort of goal setting where it's just input, process, output. Mm. And you can always simplify things just as you're saying as reverse engineering into what is, what's the output you want and that's sort of the, the habit, the skill, the goal, whatever it is. And then you would try and do some research again, reverse engineering and into what process do I need. So the bigger the, the, bigger the output, as in it might be a multiple habit thing that you need to build. Or it could be as simple as have a multivitamin yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And so the different complexity of the output will have an impact on the complexity of the processes or one process that you need to do. And then you reverse engineer it again of the input of, like Rich was saying with environment, what can you manipulate now to make the process as easy and simple as possible yeah. so it's not just trying to like David Goggins would say of force yourself to just do what you think mm. it's always how can you manipulate simple things that will always stay the same like environment such as I mean again everything's a double-edged sword but some people will say you know make it social tell your friends put mm. it on social media so that you've got a bit of social accountability but then that can also work both ways of Oh, I'm not doing it, and now everyone knows that I'm not doing it, and oh! So again, it, everything can be a double-edged sword, but I think everything, again, that's why I like this one, because it's more of a principle than a method of just trying to remember the input process output works for, as far as I can tell, everything. Mm. I haven't been able to sort of think of something that it wouldn't, oh. just because it's a, what's the output, mm -hmm. what process do you need to, to maintain and consistently do. Now that might change over time as you realize, oh, actually this skill isn't what I wanted to learn, it's actually this one. Yeah. And then you might need to readjust and change the input to get the same output. But fundamentally it's, it's changing something and change is hard. Yeah, it's a really good point. It's similar to what we talk about with goal setting, isn't it? Looking at the complexity of the task or the habit that you want to build first off is it at all realistic to fit into my life or fit into my schedule and there'll be an awful lot of that I think in the new year with people's new year's resolutions of I want to do we're talking about this actually someone was doing a um, charity running last month one of our clients and they were doing I think they're trying to do 100k 
they did 100k in the end um, through the month but you break it down and she broke it down before she started the month and was like okay that looks all right it's 3k a day but then it's so easy like to look at that to actually think it through a little bit further rather than just setting yourself the random goal of oh, I'm going to do 100k a month yeah that should be fine and then you go through and go okay that means 3k a day so if I miss a day I'm then running 6k on a day if I miss two days I'm pretty much doing a 10k run so it's so easy for that to stack up quite quickly if you haven't looked through the actual process of what that looks like throughout the month rather than just picking a random number a little bit like we talked about the 10,000 hours the 10k steps all that kind of stuff picking a random number and just going yeah that sounds reasonable I think I can fit that in with my life rather than actually having a look through similar to Josh was saying with Goggins and saying I'm going to run 10 miles a day is is there any does that fit in with my life at all or do I have time for that do I have energy for that space for that um and what's that habit going to give me versus just picking a random habit that you've seen either someone else do or that sounds palatable or sounds manageable so having a proper look at does it fit in with my life does it fit in with my schedule and does it benefit me long term is the sacrifice worth the end goal for it that risk reward we talk about loads with exercise and things in general but i think it's also with habit and goal setting a risk reward of is the risk or the sacrifice worth the end goal of that habit mm. so like you say taking a multivitamin might be super easy you might have to weigh up financial cost of the multivitamin or whatever it might be but in the end it's a fairly simple habit to build um for potential good upside and good upturns covering kind of basis of all your vitamins and minerals whatever it might be versus trying to run 10 miles a day um which is a significant amount of energy time all of that kind of stuff cost versus what's it actually outlaying am i trying to run a huge <laughs> a huge uh ultra marathon or distance in the future or something like that so it's yeah it's really important i like that ipa is it yeah yeah it's a nice acronym makes a lot of sense mm. i also think a good hack everyone loves a hack like mm. um no just good. like simplifying so if it's something simple um if you've already built a habit or a skill the best thing to do is attach something on rather than <clears throat> or seeing if you can attach something on to something stacking. you already do yeah um so for example if i mean i did it when trying to get into taking a multivitamin as well is take it when i do my teeth mm. and then if i leave them by sort of in the bathroom whenever i already went to go and brush my teeth which was already a habit i would consciously see yeah. the multivitamin and be like huh this is easy mm. yeah. did it whereas if it was thinking every single day oh I've got to take my multi multivitamin today and if something didn't bring awareness to that multivitamin I wouldn't have thought about it and then I'd go to bed and think god damn it yeah. I didn't take my multivitamin again mm. so anytime you can stack habits on top of things you already do because like we sort of said at the beginning just bringing awareness and consciousness to something is probably 80% of the fight initially yeah yeah it's re like reducing barriers as well isn't it it's like going to the gym in the 
<clears throat> or getting into the habit of going into the gym how many times a week or whatever it might be it always sounds stupid and it's the obvious one of like laying your kit out laying your clothes out getting your gym bag ready whatever it might be to take to work with you yeah. because I know I hate that when I'm going to train or something like that and you're running around the house looking for whatever it might be like your trainers your favorite pair of shorts or whatever it might be Bungie. and it's it's leaving you like <clears throat> ends up being an extra 15 20 minutes on top just trying to get yourself ready as opposed to five minutes that day or even just preparation of this is where I keep such and such a stuff so you can just grab it first thing in the morning I know the um uh thought fatigue don't they, they call it um, of people that wear the same stuff every day and all that kind of stuff. Steve Jobs and people like that. Same example, David, <laughs> David next to me. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's a roast dinner or work, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing my hoodie and tights. How many Brussels have you got in the pouch? <laughs> um, of taking away as much of the barriers to it as possible, <laughs> taking away the fatigue where you can. Um, especially if it's going to be something that's slightly uncomfortable to start off with. Have a little think through of what are the barriers to this if it's something like the multivitamin and it's purely just thinking about it forgetting it then sticking it next to something that you do every day like david does with his brushing his teeth is something that makes a lot of sense or getting to the gym or getting to a certain class like having everything ready to go so you can just grab and go out the door whether you leave a gym bag packed as soon as you wash your gym stuff it goes straight back in the bag and it's ready to go um, we've had that a few times with people here turning up for getting shorts or shoes or whatever it might be but um, yeah I think any of that kind of stuff that reduces the barrier to so entry focusing on the input bit yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so I also think one of the just throwing in a myth buster Ooh. within but I find it fascinating that people still think that they can think something and just do it yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh man, I'm such a bad person for not mm -hmm. doing what I thought. I'm like, if that was the case, we would all be living our hashtag best lives. Yeah. Because yeah. we could just think something and then action it straight away. Yeah. Whereas that's not the case for pretty much most human beings. And that's where it's building habits, finding skills, building patterns, habits, um, making it as easy as possible. Because over time, it sort of wires into your non-conscious parts of your brain rather than your thinking parts. And again, if you haven't built things into your non-conscious thinking, then it's easier to get that sort of thought fatigue like Rich was talking about of, <clears throat> oh, I've always got to think about what I'm going to wear, brushing my teeth, doing my hair, then how I'm going to get to work. How do I drive? How do I drive this car again? Mm. And if everything had to remain conscious, we'd all be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> not enough capacity for that yeah. <laughs> um, the, I think like you say the, the conscious element of it is um, is a really important one what were you just saying on that last point oh. talking of conscious <laughs> the, I think the 30 day is it the 30 day habit building people talk about a lot of the time of oh, it takes X amount of time to build a habit Similar to that 10,000 hours. Yeah, similar to that 10,000 hours that we were talking about in the Mythbuster, that 30 days, 
I'm not too sure where it's come from or where the research has come from, but any words again if it's if it's conscious and just a good number. Yeah, like, just a good round number. I can sell this as a book. Doesn't mean <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to be 28 or 29 days. If it's a shorter month, Don't you're screwed. You're screwed basically. Yeah. Um, but just being like, oh, I'll just do this for X amount of time. And I think that with, I don't know, anything like sleep and people go like, oh, I'll start doing this before I go to sleep. This is going to be my routine and just try and hash it out. A bit like the Goggins example of mm. I'm going to be that person that just no matter how uncomfortable, just blasts through it. Um, and I, being honest with yourself on that. Like when we get people in that say, I'm an all or nothing person, you write it down, I'll do it, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And similar to the, the Goggins one is... <laughs> very 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 few people are actually like that <laughs> and the minute something else comes across your uh, your radar or life gets a bit busy then the habit goes out the window because it's never actually set in um, you've just tried to wedge it in or shoehorn it into the rest of your life and do it well it's relatively uncomfortable but as soon as it actually gets uncomfortable or it gets in the way of something else it's gone and out the window so Sorry, Cameron Haynes is another one. Have you ever read his books? Cam Haynes. I haven't read his yeah. book. I know the bow hunter guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very similar to Goggins. Just yeah. absolutely yeah. crackers. Runs a marathon a day, doesn't he? Runs a marathon and then, yeah, he was, in this book he says, oh, he's very bad at negative self-talk. I was like, okay, how bad's bad? Because we all have our moments, oh, come on, it's not good enough. You need to put more effort in. And I see on his uh, Insta, he misses a shot and he literally just loses his mind oh, his yeah. wife's like calm down he's like god damn it that's like what we mentioned about talking about success and you can see someone achieving great things whereas actually they're achieving great things because they fucking hate themselves yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like oh cool i don't want that yeah, mm. yeah. i can mm. imagine living like that and having a headspace like that every single day yeah even if you do achieve things because you don't get any benefit from achieving things because no. you're always hating. Hating. I think I think it's really important to keep perspective. You know, check yourself when you are even stacking check habits or you wreck yourself. But it is. It's very important to like. Okay, am I on the right track? Am I going on the right trajectory? Have I missed something? Do I need to, you know? Refine it, scale Talk it. to a coach slash PT. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know who they are. Mm. Some <laughs> but, it is, but it is though, it's important to make sure that, okay, I've just gone on a tangent and actually I need to rescale myself back into, okay, this line of like, I need to take two multivitamins or, or, or run a little bit less or more to get my goal that I wanted to hit. Just mm. to be clear, I haven't had a multivitamin in a long time. Because I, I, no I no longer keep it, I no longer keep them by my teeth, <laughs> by my teeth, by my toothpaste. By your dentures. They're in the cupboard where the coffee is, and even though mm. I make a coffee every day, I don't associate making a coffee with having a multivitamin. That's where you're mm. going wrong. So you need to put a multivitamin again. It's like coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's interesting what you say about coaching and PTing and things like that, because I think that helps a lot of the time. I mean, going back to my pretty much private I was thinking about this in the lead up to this podcast about habits and what habits I do or have or how I go about manifesting them um I'll go back to my pretty much only example with swimming 
Um, it's something that I don't really enjoy doing um, and left to my own devices probably wouldn't do an awful lot of. Um, I swim... You wouldn't be here, it'd be out running. Yeah, <laughs> swim three times a week purely because I have a coach and my coach tells me to do it and I feel like it's a process of almost handing in my homework to someone that um, the session gets ticked off and if it's written there, I have to kind of do it. Um, and a lot of the time it is... I'm getting myself out the door to go swimming two out of the three times a week I'd say at least is fairly disgruntled and don't really so want to do it yeah the internal monologue of rich um, like, I have a lot of that and actually when you said when he's running yeah I was when you said about like negative self-talk I reckon 90% of my trainings fueled by that <laughs> which is quite interesting I've never really thought of much before but definitely when I'm cycling and running a lot a lot of it a, a lot of it is negative self-talk uh, I've spoken to a client about this actually the other day because I was yeah in the lead up to this I was thinking about habit stacking and all that kind of stuff um, and why I do certain things because there's a lot of stuff that I do that's just kind of routine and just because it's there and I do it um but yeah, a lot of it has probably grown out of that, to be honest. <laughs> if I was actually looking at it and being really honest about it, rather than necessarily mm. uh, something that I've built or some kind of rich habit secret that I've built. It's There's a book hack. Be, yeah. Being, Put a round number to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 25. 90 days. Um, rather than, yeah, someone someone holding me accountable and... Yeah, a bit of negative self-talk is probably what get me, gets me through an awful lot of my training, for sure, I think. Is that the internal monologue when you are swimming? Just like... Everything, running, cycling, I think so I... loves running. Yeah. Yeah, I do, but I still, like, if there's a specific session or something like that, like, yeah, I feel good about it, but I'm also... There's a healthy dose of negative self-talk <laughs> in there while I'm doing it. <laughs> Positive self doesn't help. <laughs> this is really nice. No, it's not. I do really enjoy it, but I also like the. I hate the. Just like the bad mouthing yourself. Yeah, I hate the like cheesy sort of. Um, oh, I enjoy the pain, all that crap, because I think that is nonsense. Um, but getting yourself it's into that hurts. position, I think a lot of it is <laughs> is yeah born out of sort of negative <laughs> self talk for sure. Um, I'd, that motivates me more than positively telling myself I'm great all the time. Oh yeah, I never. I mean, playing sport, training, I'm never going to go. Oh, you're doing a really good job. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I never have. How about you? Have it so. David puts his multi bit by his toothbrush. I tell myself how rubbish I am. What's, what's you, your... You used to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I scream into the pillow when my kids are in the house. Get ready, would you? Um, I guess my, yeah. My, my morning, I guess my morning routine is just chef's kiss. It's really good. I've got school run to do, lunches to do, my lunch to do. Dish, everything. I've just got about seven, eight different things to do in an hour, and it's just me pinballing about. It's like right. my habit is madness. Yeah, but it <laughs> it's like it's, it's kind of organised chaos, though. I think my my morning, and then yeah, my habit stacking is just making sure that there's a routine. And for me, the routine. As soon as I lose a routine, I find it very hard to 
tick all the boxes. So if one thing's off, I'm like, oh God. And then my whole sequence is off. So that's why I'm very vigilant. I'll wake up, get the first two, three, two things out of the way, and then from there it just builds and it's a snowball effect. I'm trying to remember James Clear's thing of, what is it? Yeah. Trigger or cue? He's read the book. I'll give you the Cue, go on. Cue, behavior. No. It's like cue. <laughs> so as in you have something that cues a. a I have many leather bound books. I have. You have a cue and then you have a. I don't know if it's just the behavior. But there's always something that triggers a thought process to spark the next mm. thing in the routine. And if you don't have that certain cue or stack of the routine, then it's not the same. It doesn't run the same sort of brain patterns and then that can yeah. confuse the routine. I think for me it was born out of frustration or, <laughs> or like ne- it's probably born out of negative talk because I do that a lot. So I'll be like, why? I get frustrated, not with the kids, but like I could be doing stuff better. But with the kids. <laughs> God damn it. Um, no, it'd be, it'd be down to that. Okay, what have I done? And what haven't I done? And then it's, I guess, reverse engineering it. It's, for me, that's, that's, the, that's the sequence and that's the, the chain of events that if I don't hit, I get frustrated myself. That's what that pillow in the cupboard is for. Ah! That's what Tilly's banana is for. It's interesting, even between the three of us, like when we're talking to um, clients about building this and starting stuff, I think when we talked about the dieting or fat loss episode, weight loss episode, um, when we were saying how simple a lot of the stuff is written down or the equation of it is, but actually playing it out in real life can be an awful lot different. Um, similar to this, a lot of the stuff is easy written down or written in a book with a yeah. round number. Habit diary. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Just write it in this. Um, and you can get all the apps in the world and all that kind of stuff to help you. But a lot of the time it's still difficult. You still have to weigh up how it's going to fit into your life. And is it worth being there? Because I think that's what it comes down to in the end, isn't it? Is is the habit worth the end result and worth the discomfort of whatever it might be? Me not crying to a pillow. Mm. Definitely worth it. Um, <laughs> that would be valuable. So I think when you're thinking about that, I really like that IPO, sort of looking at the input, the process and the output side of it, um, of balancing that for a habit and just auditing the habit a little bit. If you're thinking of implementing something into a routine or into a lifestyle of what am I going to have to do to implement that? Is that then worth the output? Is there another way I can do it? Is there a, let's be honest, an easier or a simpler way that I can do it a lot of the yeah, time? the best way. Rather than <clears throat> um, that sort of, oh, I know I'll plough through the discomfort and it'll be good for me. Just what, apply more effort. Yeah. <laughs> if, oh, I just, if I just work hard. harder. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that, isn't there? Especially now, like you say, with the the Goggins and the Haynes and all that kind of stuff. Works for some people, um, I think quite rarely, but actually getting it into routine and lifestyle, the least amount of barriers that we can put in the way, the better, rather than searching out a lot of the time necessarily discomfort or barriers 
to then bust through because it makes the habit more, I don't know, seem more valuable or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you've had to sacrifice more to get there. Um, whereas a lot of the time when we're talking to people that have got busy lives, busy family lives, it's trying to get stuff in the simplest way rather than trying to put through people through <laughs> pain, anguish or frustration to get there. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, that's a good takeaway, that IPO for sure, of having a look at that with setting and with with the habit stacking habit mm. setting habits as well as goal setting down the line because even with like you mentioned the value placed on the output i think like the 10,000 hour rule can easily be shot to pieces by someone who has a health scare and then all of yeah. a sudden overhauls mm. their life yeah. in an instant mm. and all of they've changed 17 habits mm-hmm. overnight because some things can just click something in the brain mm. where something rewires and then all of a sudden it's easy yeah. there's a big change in sort of value system whatever mm. it might be um, and I do think a lot of the time the brain works in a game of top trumps yeah and whatever it's not a case of sort of consciously always adding value to things but we always tend to do things we enjoy or mm. things yeah. that we highly are afraid of negative outcomes so whether it's a positive top trump or the opposite of afraid of not doing something top trumps yeah we'll always sort of just will stack up in that sort of value system and always do the things near the top and sometimes it can be a case of ticking those off and then working your way down the top trumps Mm. apologies there for the rather abrupt ending to this week's podcast recording on habits and habit change we hope you enjoyed the discussion unfortunately our day job cut the recording slightly short um, hence the abrupt ending and my monologue here to finish just to sign off from all three of us um, we hope you enjoyed this week's discussion we'll be back next week talking through energy system development so everything outside of weight training we'll be looking at hit training classes aerobic exercise all of that kind of stuff talking through a bit of the science where it fits in with people's general training specific to their goals um, and things like that if you do have any questions at all for the podcast or anything that you'd like us to answer in longer form we've got a couple of interviews coming up um, one with a local business owner specifically around running which should be quite good fun Um, but if there's anything you'd like us to cover going forward then please do let us know thank you and we will catch you next week